Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to your God's Love podcast. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Stephanie Kelly here, and she is a childbirth educator and a doula. So excited to talk with you. Yes, I'm really glad to be here. Um, I think that you know, women's sexuality and women's health is so important, and I think that a lot of women just kind of um, overlook that as part of their daily lives. And um, you know, it's so nice to see women starting to become more connected with themselves. Um, you know, in this in this generation that we're in. Yes, thank you. Yes, yes, I so agree with you on that, and I think that it's so important because I've had women tell me, "Well, why would I self pleasure?" And I'm like, "Well, if you don't learn your body, who is?" Right. Exactly. You know? So go into more about what you're doing. Yeah. So I own the Atlanta doulas or I co-own the Atlanta doulas. I have a a partner as well. We work together. So I am a birth doula and a Lamaze certified childbirth educator. So, you know, I teach birth classes, Lamaze classes, help women and couples, um, birthing people prepare during pregnancy, prepare for birth and postpartum and kind of get themselves ready for this next chapter of their lives. Um, and then as a birth doula, we support, um, you know, single families, uh, you know, one-on-one, we provide a little bit more intimate support for them. So we have lots of contact with our families prenatally. We kind of, you know, talk about what birth is and what that might look like for them and help them develop a birth plan. And we help them kind of choose a provider that might be a good fit for them. And then we support them throughout their birth. So we stay with them from early labor through the baby being born and provide lots of physical support. Um, You know, the research shows that women that hire a doula have less interventions in birth. They have quicker births and beyond those things, they're more satisfied with their birth outcome, whatever that may be. So women that end up having maybe an unplanned cesarean birth, um, you know, look back and if they used a doula, you know, statistics show that they're more happy with their birth experience. And the reason for that is because when you have a doula, we make sure that you have all the information you need to make a good informed choice for yourself during the labor process. So these women aren't looking back on their birth experiences and wondering, what if I had known this about that intervention? Or what if I had made a different choice? They feel really confident in these choices that they make. So regardless of the outcome, they feel positive about the experience. Mm, I love that. Yeah, because this is a big, I mean, that's a big experience. You want to feel positive about it. (laughs) Most important day of your life for many families. (laughs) Yes, definitely. And then I saw your post about women being, you know, I talk a lot about women listening to their bodies because that's so important in terms of sexuality, but you talk about it in terms of childbirth. Why do you think so many women are so disconnected from their bodies? You know, I think it's hard. I think that, um, you know, for a long time as children, women are kind of taught that their bodies don't belong to them. You know, they're, they're told that, you know, you have to hug your grandpa and you have to let your uncle tickle you until you cry. And, you know, they're taught that they can't stand up for their bodies and they can't stand up for themselves. Um, and I think that that really translates into to birth and, and through birthing women when they feel like they maybe can't stand up to a provider who isn't you know, a good match for them who isn't providing good support. And they feel like they need to be told what to do during childbirth, as opposed to having, you know, cultivated this relationship with their bodies over the year. I think that um, women just in general have a lot of shame around sexuality and around their bodies. Um, And I think that that really translates into childbirth where women feel afraid of, you know, we see a lot of women that, you know, 
really like to vocalize during labor and make these really loud, you know, sounds and then they'll do it and you'll see the look on their face and they'll realize that they feel really uncomfortable doing that. Like people are judging them for making these sounds that are just natural and normal during childbirth. Um, so I think that, you know, just women are kind of disconnected from themselves and disconnected from their bodies and they put a lot of trust in outside sources and outside individuals instead of turning in and kind of listening to what their bodies are telling them to do. Um, and we're trying to help reclaim that for women and kind of bring back back the birth experience, um, regardless of what type of birth they're wanting. This isn't just for the moms that are wanting to go unmedicated. This is for the moms that have planned inductions and are planning an epidural and even the moms that have cesarean births, you know, listening to their bodies throughout this process is still so important and, and such a huge part of childbirth, regardless of how the baby is born. Mm, yes. No, I like how you say either way, but I think that's so important too, because it's it's such a like insane experience that you want it to go well right i mean and i want to talk to you too about like for the women listening if they want to give birth naturally what advice would you tell them because for me i know i want to I have girlfriends that we all want to in the future so many people automatically look at us and say i cannot believe you want to do that so <laughs> You know, my number one goal would be to choose a provider that's supportive of your birth plans. Um, you know, the research shows that your number one cesarean risk is your doctor. That's like above anything else. Yeah, the biggest reason if you're going to have a cesarean is because of your provider. And you know, here in Atlanta, we have hospitals and specific providers that are pushing a 50-60% cesarean rate. Um, where there's other facilities and other practices that are, you know, 10%, you know, 15% maybe. I mean, that's where the World Health Organization considers a healthy cesarean rate is in the 10 to 15% range. Um, you know, so if you pick a provider that's really supportive of unmedicated birth and just of birth in general, um, you're going to have a better experience. We'll have clients sometimes ask their providers about, you know, how they feel about unmedicated birth. And we've actually had some doctors say to women that they've never seen an unmedicated birth before. They're like, we just don't do that. I've never really seen that, uh, which I think is wild um, that, you know, an, an OBGYN practicing in a hospital has never seen a woman give birth without an epidural before. They just don't know what that looks like. Um, and some of our hospitals in this area have a 99% epidural rate. So the vast majority of the women going in there are either wanting epidurals or they end up getting one, you know, along the way. So, you know, picking that provider, um, there's lots of providers that are, you know, certified nurse midwives so they can practice autonomously um, and they provide a little bit of a, a less medicalistic, a more holistic view on pregnancy and birth. And some of these providers offer water birth as an option, which, you know, significantly reduces epidural rates. And, you know, the research shows that the less intervention you have, the more physiologically birth is allowed to unfold, the less your risk of a cesarean birth as well. So, you know, having that good provider in place and then having a good support system, whether that means taking a birth class or, or hiring a doula, um, you know, finding some moms and mom groups, and there's plenty online that kind of share a similar viewpoint as you. So that way you have other women that are kind of going through the same thing and hoping for the same outcome. And you, know, you can kind of hear their stories and, and see what they're doing to prepare as well. Um, 
And then I also really recommend staying away from like birth horror stories. You know, everyone wants to tell you, oh, well, my sister's cousin's aunt had this horrible thing happen. And you're like, no, don't tell that to me. You know, um, you know, you don't want to go into birth thinking that it's some scary event where something horrible is going to unfold because in the vast majority of cases, a birth that unfolds physiologically normally is going to go perfectly smoothly and fine and result in a healthy mom and a healthy baby. Yes, I'm so glad you said that. You know, I have a twin sister. So my mom, when she got pregnant with twins, everybody in the world was like telling her all this, like, that's such negative energy that no one can handle when you're about to have this like life-changing experience. <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah, no, she, she needed all the positive good vibes, <laughs> yeah. not the scary energy. Definitely, because I feel like people are already, you know, nervous being twins, I mean, giving birth to twins. So I think that I'm really glad you said that point. Yes. Okay, so what about, and I'm dying to hear your take on this. Okay, so I follow several people online that talk about orgasmic births. Yeah. What about that? Yeah, so I've never actually seen it happen in person, although I have heard about it. Um, you know, there's a lot of the same hormones going on in your body, you know, in childbirth that there are, you know, during sex, um, you know, oxytocin, the love hormone. So we like to tell our couples actually, um, you know, the same energy that got baby in helps to get baby out. So, you know, in early labor, you know, as long as your water hasn't broken, you know, sex can really help, you know, increase, get labor going. It, it releases that oxytocin. So mom having an orgasm can really, you know, increase the intensity of the contractions in early labor. Um, and, and just even being close to her partner, just uh, physically being close and cuddling and kissing, that energy also helps her release that oxytocin, which can kind of get her labor ramped up. So, you know, you've got all these same hormones going on and you've got a lot going on, you know, down in your vagina and in the birth canal and it makes sense that you know it's possible for mom to you know have an orgasm or multiple orgasms during birth um although i think that mom has to be in a very safe environment for that to happen i think that probably the the amount of women that are not having orgasmic births you know they're they're in a hospital with lots of people watching and i think that it would probably be pretty hard for that to happen in a place where you don't feel 100 percent safe and secure and with trusted people you know as birth unfolds Mm, yes. Yeah, the safety thing is so huge. I'm glad you brought that up because I personally want to experience an orgasmic birth. <laughs> but I also so agree with you in the point of like, yeah, obviously it makes sense where if you don't feel safe, you can't fully surrender into that. Yes, absolutely. I think that definitely the vast majority of women that have orgasmic births are probably birthing at home with very limited interaction with people that um, they don't know previously, you know, because when you're at the hospital, um, it might be your doctor or it might be just an on-call doctor and there's probably multiple nurses coming in and out of your room and a tech drawing blood and someone coming in to get your insurance paperwork. So there's lots of kind of you know, random people that you might not feel safe and comfortable around. And that can cause your body to release some adrenaline, which kind of directly works against the oxytocin that your body is producing. So I think in those situations, it's probably really hard to achieve that type of birth experience. Mm, okay. So what about, what are some ways for women to connect deeper with their bodies? Yeah. You know, again, I think it starts early. I think that, you know, moving into another generation of women, it's really important for them to realize that they're in control of their own bodies. So, um, you know, my, my doula partner, uh, her, her oldest daughter, they just recently started talking about, you know, 
sex and birth control and that type of thing. And she was so adamant that her first appointment, you know, to get birth control was with midwives at a birth center that were going to take an hour of their time to spend and talk with her and make sure she understood everything that was going on with her body. That way you kind of set that expectation early that this is what good care from a provider should look like. Um, You know, and it's not that five minute appointment with your OBGYN where they come in and look at you and write you a prescription and they're out the door. You're getting all of this knowledge from women that really care about you and are encouraging you to understand what's going on with your body and to connect with that. And they're not treating you just like a number. They're treating you like an individualized person that, you know, maybe might need something different than what the next person needs. So I think that, you know, we really need to get back to listening to our bodies and understanding that we're the experts on our bodies and that, you know, doctors don't necessarily know your body better than you do. So I think that women really need to just focus on, you know, pulling back and understanding that, that we know our bodies better than anyone else. Um, and kind of taking that shame away from sexuality and nudity. And, you know, it's something that I see all the time about, you know, moms getting shamed for breastfeeding in public or, you know, something like that, where they're made to feel shameful of their bodies feeding their baby. Um, and so I think that just, as a society, we're just generally not comfortable with women's sexuality and women's nudity. And I think that that's something that really needs to change, you know, moving forward into new generations. Mm, yes, so important. I, I personally dealt with that, doing what I'm doing. So I love that you said that. That is so, so important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that, you know, we're, we're being the change right now. We're kind of starting this revolution and women are getting back to taking control of themselves and their bodies and not letting them be told by others, you know, what to do. And, you know, we're the experts on ourselves. Yes. Yes. Okay. So what other, um, like final takeaway would you want anyone listening to have? Yeah. You know, just kind of like a recap, you know, you're in charge of your own body. And if someone is doing something that makes you feel uncomfortable, even if it's your provider, even if it's your doctor, you know, you're the one in charge. Um, Sometimes we have moms that realize that 38, 39 weeks pregnant, that they're not a good fit with their doctor anymore. And they're very nervous to change providers at the very end of pregnancy. So, you know, we like to tell any, you know, pregnant women listening that it's never too late to make a change. Unless there's a baby physically exiting your body, you can change, you can, you know, switch to a new provider, you can find someone that's going to provide you with a higher level of support and care. Um, And just don't, set the bar low for yourself. You know, you deserve the bar to be set, you know, way up top here and, you know, don't let anyone undermine you or just make you feel like you're not in charge of your own body or that they know more about your body than you do. Yes. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Cause it's so important to give birth with someone that you trust. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just seeing the level of care that some providers uh, provide over others. It's just like this huge, disparity and it shouldn't be you should be able to go wherever you feel safe home a birth center the hospital and pick whatever doctor you want and know that they're going to have your best interests at heart and that you're going to have a great experience either way and unfortunately that's just not the way it is right now you know we see these huge disparities in birth outcomes from different hospitals and different providers in the community and we just really were wishing and hoping that all women could be supported, you know, no matter what choices they make or what type of birth they want. Mm, I'm so agree with you about that. Okay, so where can everybody find you if they want to learn more information about you? Yeah, so if you want to find me, you can uh, find me on Instagram, just at the Atlanta Doula, 
or on our website, www.theatlantadoula.com. Okay, sounds great. I will place your links below. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us today. Everybody, be sure to like, share the podcast. Let us know your thoughts on this episode. I personally am setting the intention to have multiple orgasmic births. So I hope you will too. And have a great day. Bye.